Hello and welcome to episode 5 of The Rejection Diaries. My name is Stuart White. Today we're going to be focusing on bouncing back. That's the process of recovering from a rejection and what to do next and how to, to handle and cope with the feelings that you get in the midst or the post-midst of rejection. Now, one of the toughest things to do as a as a writer who who has not got an agent and who is not published is to recover from that initial rejection on that very first book that you wrote that one that you thought was going to be the one the one that you is the you know the book that you love the love of your life the one that you think that you're definitely going to get that deal on and then it doesn't happen and that that's difficult to take for for all of us it hurts we spend a long time afterwards thinking, can I do this? Should I do this? Is it worth it? And, and other questions like that. And so what we're going to discuss today is, is how people feel after that initial rejection, but also how we can flip around all those feelings, emotions, emotions, thoughts, and other things that circulate in your head that are more negative at that point. So what is next? When all hope is lost, how do we bounce back? and write that next book. Well, one of the the things that I think is very, very helpful, not just for writers and not just for dealing with rejection, but for all aspects of life, is to follow some of the the principles that are found in cognitive behavioral therapy. Now, if you're unfamiliar with cognitive behavioral therapy, or CBT for short, it's a type of therapy for those who struggle with managing and regulating their feelings, emotions and actions, which all have direct impacts upon each other. Um, the, the whole principle with CBT is if you can change the way you think, then you can change the way you feel. And that will then impact upon your actions and your overall happiness with, with things in your life. Um, as, as someone who's dealt with a, a lot of anxiety and depression throughout my life, I know that using those principles and exercises and so on have definitely helped me a lot, even though I still have a long way to go with it. And um, I definitely would suggest that if you've never heard of it before and you do find that your thoughts change how you feel, change how you act and have an impact upon your life, this is definitely a route to to go down and to look into so there are sort of three things I've broken it down into in terms of rejection and, and how we can better manage things and bounce back from it. First of all, um, we're going to discuss emotional reasoning. Now, this is a, a cognitive distortion that is that goes along the principles of whatever your emotional response to something is, then that is what is true. So to give you an example, um, you may think when you get your rejection in that I am a failure or I I feel like a failure and so therefore I am a failure. And that is, uh, there's, and I deliberately emphasise the difference there because um, there's a difference between the feeling and the thought and the act as well. Um, if you feel like you failed, then you're going to think that you're a failure and therefore the action that's likely to follow is likely to be failure. Um, and, and that's a difficult one to, to not feel 
after you've you poured your your heart into a book and work over the course of you know up to two years it's hard not to feel like that um, and I certainly know that I have felt like that at times and um, getting back up after all the rejections have come in and the book's been written and so on and getting on to the next one has taken a lot of time and a lot of persuasion and a lot of neural rewiring within my own brain to to convince myself that what I'm doing is worthwhile that um, I'm not a failure and and actually re redefining the parameters of failure and success goes a long way towards that so if you can sort of say something like just finishing the book is a success which it is um, and and very much you're in the minority of people who want to write a book if you have finished writing a book, I think that I don't know what the, the exact percentage is, but it's not a high percentage of people who start that actually finish. You've sent your work out. As I've said before, that's an incredibly brave thing to do. Um, not easy. And anyone who has done that has my you know my full respect. And I, I think you're, you're very brave and you are a success if you've done that. What, one thing that one – one of the problems with – our, our response, our emotional reasoning when we get rejection is that we ignore anything that challenges that true perception of the belief simply because we feel it. So we feel like we've been rejected. We feel like a failure. So anything else that anyone tries to say or do or um, use to help us, we, we ignore that. We push that to the side. And one tip or one helpful way for you to, to overcome that is to think about and and try and do this when, when things are going well is to encapsulate that feeling, write it down if you can, record um, your own voice discussing how you feel about it, note down um, and someone gave me this advice the other day to note down what it is they love about their manuscript and writing it and so on and why they chose that idea, write it on a post-it and pop it above your, your computer as you're writing and you can use that to draw on that emotional energy when when things aren't going so well. So canning or containing the positive energy and feelings when things are going well can then help you when th that well is dry and um, you feel like a rejection, you feel like a failure and Therefore, you start thinking that you are those things. It's worth remembering that you 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 have in the past been successful in a number of other ways, and and you have felt good. You have felt like a success, um, and and channeling that and using it when when you need it. So emotional reasoning, taking away how you feel from how you think or how you think of yourself, your self-perception. That is important um, when, when you're dealing with rejections, especially in the, the, the aftermath when it's particularly raw. The other um, concept of cognitive behavioural therapy to discuss is, is filtering. Now, I am the world's worst at filtering. Um, again, it's a cognitive distortion whereby the person... Um, ignores any positive thoughts or comments or praise or compliments and instead they focus entirely on the negative and push all the positive stuff out. Now as writers I know that many of you will relate to this um, such as when you get feedback from someone 
you'll you'll focus on that one comment that they made where you could maybe improve this section and you'll ignore the pages and pages where you, your critique group or your partner have given you praise and said this is going well and this is going well and this is going well and and actually I do this with every aspect of my life not just my writing um, and it's, it's a real problem actually something that I really really need to work on um, and, and I bet there are, there are many of you who are in a similar position as well so we ignore all the positives and we focus only on the negatives it's actually quite a normal thing that as well so if you're feeling that just now you're not in the minority you're not the, the only one and um, we all think like that and it's something which we we all have to manage and and get better at um and and i think that again you know that the idea that my friend gave me the other day about the poster about putting up something positive um we can do something similar and think about the times where for example you were shortlisted for a prize or you you got praise from a critique partner or you get accepted for a magazine, or your short story did really well, or just you felt good about something that you wrote, it is worth, if you can, documenting that and keeping it handy for the times when you are so so deep into filtering out all the positives that you need that visual reminder, that, that post-it note, that um, voice recording of yourself saying well done to yourself, to your future self, to try and G you up and give you that that positive energy which you are yourself filtering out of the current situation and it can be easy to do it so for example I've had rejections even just this year where um, they've been personalized and you know the agents maybe said something like you know um, I really love this I really love that I really love that however and then the only thing that I read in that email is what comes after however or the part that comes after, unfortunately. Um, and that is all I focus on. And I ignore the fact that um, I have a, an endearing character or I have a, a, a really exciting, fast-paced opening or um, the emotional stakes are high or great characterization or whatever the, the positive is that is given back to you. I, I completely ignore that. And I know that many of you will be similar as well. And that is something I, I really shouldn't do and, and that none of us should do. We should try and focus upon the, the positives that come in there. So filtering, if we can, try and take some of the positives out of it. But if not, then try and, as I say, in the, at some point in the past, put a document, a, a positive moment, a shortlisting, a, an acceptance, a great comment from your critique partner, uh, a self-reflective voice note from yourself where you've you've talked about um, how good you're feeling about something that you did, how how proud you are of yourself for overcoming a challenge that you, you had when writing the manuscript. All of these things are particularly useful and could help you when it comes to, to managing your own negative filtering. Um, and I, I, I realise the, the hypocrisy in, in what I'm suggesting and what I'm discussing today because I am absolutely the world's worst when it comes to that. And that follows on nicely to the, the third thing that I was going to discuss, which is, again, something I'm particularly bad at. And, and that's why I chose these three things, because I didn't want to pick something that um, I felt uh, I was doing okay with. I wanted to pick something where I struggled um, because... The likelihood is if I'm struggling with it, then many other people are too. And so hopefully it helps the, the maximum number of people having this discussion. So, yeah, the third area, the third thing that we do when we have had uh, a rejection from an agent is we start to catastrophize. 
<laughs> we we do it every single time. And again, it's a, a cognitive behavioral therapy label that they use to define someone that constantly assumes that the worst will happen. And I know when it comes to my own writing, certainly, and in a number of other situations in life, that is very much the case for me. Um, I'll sit down um, with you know the book I'm writing just now, for example, and sometimes I'll just go, you know what, why am I bothering? Why why am I doing this? Why am I spending two hours out of my evening just now um, when I could be doing other things to, to write this book that I know no matter how hard I work at it, no matter how good I make it, um, it will be rejected. It will not be published and I'll spend a, a good chunk, you know, of not just time but emotional investment into the book over the next year or two to therefore get rejected. It's no good. You know, I constantly say that in my own head. It's no good what you're doing. It's not going to be rejected. Blah, blah, blah. You catastrophize. And that that comes as a result of not just one, but usually multiple rejections, you know, as, as many of us have had with several books. You just feel like, you know, can I still go on? Can I keep continuing with this? And this, this again, links back to our episode on emotional resilience and some of the, the techniques we need to use for that to develop that. Um, and the one thing I would say is catastrophizing for a small period of time isn't necessarily the worst thing in the world. You just get that out of your system and then you reset and you go again. Um, I, I do that regularly. You know, I'll go from the, what's the point in this to a few days later thinking, oh, this is the most exciting, best thing I've ever written. I'm so, I'm, I'm really keen to get this finished and so on. And yeah, that yo-yoing um, happens for me quite frequently. And it might happen for you or it might just be one long, continuous, catastrophizing episode that you have. And again, just try and grasp the positives when they come along, even though they are few and far between, we all know that. Um, anything you can to, to give you that positive energy to, to work through the rest of your book and, and think, well, actually, this is worthwhile. You know, we, we have all been there and, and, and it is worthwhile for you to, to keep going with that. There are probably a ton of um, published authors who are sitting there um, and are saying, yes, that happened to me. And in fact, it might even have been the, the published book one and then it's with book two that they get that feeling. I mean, th this will happen to, to all writers, all stages, at all times, I am I'm certain, um, to a greater or lesser degree. Um, and so, yeah, we, we, we say, why should I bother trying? Well, I'll tell you why you should bother trying. And, and that is because if you've sat down already and have completed a novel, you have shown incredible resilience. You've shown incredible commitment to wanting to write books for children and entertain children and tell them stories. And I think if you have committed that much once, then you're able to and probably will do that again. And so catastrophize for a day, a week, even a month. <laughs> but then at some point you have to hit the reset switch and say, this is just my feeling after I've been rejected. And that is leaking into my thoughts and, and it's, it's poisoning them and telling them things which aren't true. And your book is worthwhile. Your writing is worthwhile. You have to get it finished. You have to send it out to agents again. You have to attempt to get it published again. Now, with the caveat that if, if that's not for you, then obviously, you know, just enjoy your writing. But if you want to be a published author, then 
you have to write the book and then you have to send it out again and you have to be willing to take the the risk that it will be rejected all over again and you might feel this way again but take solace in the fact that this has happened to millions of people before you it will happen to millions of people after you and of those who you view maybe as your, your sort of writing idols and author heroes, they have probably most likely been through a, a similar experience on some level where they've catastrophized, they've filtered all the good out when they're, they're looking over their work and they only focus on the negative and their emotional reasoning has, has gone um, down a path, you know, a darker path and has, um, leaked into the you know the feelings have leaked into their thoughts and their thoughts have le- leaked into their actions, and that's one of the key principles of um, cognitive behavioural therapy or CBT is that um, that cycle between emotions and thoughts and actions, and it's, it's cyclical. So, I the the action of just sitting down and writing every day, even if you don't feel you're in that place, even if you think you're rubbish. The actual action of doing that every single day or once a week or once a month, however often you can do it, that rewires your neurons and changes your feelings and it changes your thoughts. And gradually over time, it wires you back into that cycle of, well, actually, this is worthwhile doing. I do it every day. And actually, some days when I do it, it's not terrible. It does not completely suck. It's actually all right. And and that's what you've got to do is just keep persisting, um, writing a little bit every day. And, and that will eventually reverse any of the negative feelings and then thoughts and then actions that you, you might have gotten yourself into. And, it, and it's very easy to do. I mean, you know, I I have had hundreds of rejections now. I'm, I'm well into the maybe the three, four hundreds now. I, I would need to go and count them to, to know exactly. But um, And I, I still want to do it. I still want to write my books. I still want to try and hopefully one day get published. Um, I do find it's a daily battle with my feelings and my thoughts. And that impacts heavily upon my actions. I do have days where I sit down and I say, what's the point in this? And I, I don't write. And other days where I sit down and I think, actually, that's that's all right. That's That's gone okay. And I should do this again tomorrow. And sometimes you wake up tomorrow and you do it again. And then other times you wake up the next day and you read back <laughs> what you did the previous day and you realize, actually, it's not as good as I thought it was. And you get into that negative cycle again. It's, it's a difficult one um, and hopefully by identifying, and this, this is the way certainly my brain works anyway, by identifying the triggers, the things which cause you to, to feel and think in those negative ways, that can help you manage your actions and, and you know your subsequent then feelings and thoughts as, as I say, it's a cycle. Um, when you get rejected initially though, I would, I would say, and I'll finish off by, uh, finishing on this note, it is okay for you to feel terrible. It is okay for you to feel a bit down. It is okay for you to filter, catastrophize, sh- show really negative emotional reasoning um, immediately after. But the quicker you can try and reverse that or or certainly uh, re- reset and rewire those, um, those neurons, then the quicker you'll get back on it and, and, and write the next book because that's that's ultimately what we all have to do 
Um, it is work at the end of the day. It's, it should be enjoyable work. It should be something we're passionate about and we enjoy. But it's still, uh, it's still working. We we just need to sit down and 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 go on to the next book. If if that is what we see writing as for ourselves, if you see it as more of an enjoyable therapeutic, you know no big deal, not bother about being published, don't don't really see it as a job type thing, then maybe that's not the route for you and you just you just do it for, for fun and you, you don't send it to agents and, and that would be beautiful and lovely I think for, for those who who don't have those aspirations. Um but if you do then obviously it comes with with all of the various things that we've discussed today. And that, I guess, moves moves me on to the very last thing that I was wanted to chat about today, which was about the, the the physical act of bouncing back. So, you've you've received your rejection. You've gone through the cycle of feelings, negative feelings, negative thoughts, negative actions. Perhaps you've had your fourth night in a row of sitting on the couch with the the tub of Ben and Jerry's, watching some of your favourite old series, trying to cheer yourself up. You've gone through the ritual of um, printing out your manuscript and throwing it on the bonfire, or um, you've gone through the the ritual of telling your partner for the hundredth time this year that you're giving up and writing and you're never doing it again because what's the point? And you get all that out of your system. And the next thing we need to do is we need to write the book, the next book, the next idea, because that's what the job is. The job is to, to write a new book. Even if you're successful, that's the job. You need to write the next book, um, regardless of the outcome of the, the previous one. And it's interesting because obviously I follow a lot of um, fellow writers on, on Twitter and it's interesting to see um, how various people respond to that and, and get on with it. And um, it certainly is true that, and, and I'm lucky that I follow a lot of people who are very professional and very good at this. Um, you just have to write the book and then move on and then write the next book. And the bits in between for us who are unagented and un- unpublished are, are not so nice. Um, but the, even the published authors are probably getting rejections in those books that they're writing. They're, they're maybe been told by their agent that they don't think that they're going to be able to sell this one, although it's usually at an earlier stage for, for those with an agent. Um, they may try and sell it with their agent and, and no publisher takes it up. It, the, it, doesn't, it never ends um, and we have to... Uh, better understand our feelings when we, we receive rejection and, and trying to temper them from leaking into our thoughts and our actions and, and having a big um, impact upon on how we think and how we act post-rejection. Okay, so I hope you have all enjoyed listening and learning a little bit more about um, both cognitive behavioural therapy but also how the, the techniques and principles that um, are discussed in that therapy can be applicable to those of us who have been rejected. My name's Stuart White and may the force be with all of you.